All right, Shabbosai, good morning. Good morning. Let us begin a Guten Chodesh. I apologize. I don't have the, uh, the current sponsorship information, so my, my apologies. I do have that our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan are Azriel and Iris Miller in honor of the holy soldiers of the IDF and the schus of the ongoing strength and endurance of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, our Talmud Torah, Meretz Hashem, should be a schus for all of them, and Halavai should pave the way for Shalom, Bikarov. Right, so with that, let us, I apologize again. I, I will post the uh, sponsorship information a little bit later on the chat once I have it, but uh, with that, we'll have to begin. So, say, so today's daf is Samech Dalid, 64. 64, and we are picking up in Meretz Hashem on Samech Gimel Amud Beis. We left off Ibai Actually, we made, uh, we, made good, we made good ground yesterday. So, so we're picking up. This is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 lines up from the bottom. So, as if remember again, we've been with a very interesting Mishnah where the father said, I was Makadesh, my daughter. I don't know to whom I was Makadesh, her. And then we had a variety of different variations of that case. So, here's the Shiloh. In this case, we're say where the father comes along and says, I know it was Makadish, my daughter. And ultimately, again, I don't know to whom it was. The Gemara asks, Ma'u lisko al yado. So if somebody, if someone, let's say again, here, look at, actually look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Ma'u lisko al yado, shala avkilomer al piv, im amr kidash yes biti, ve'edei kidushin ain't bite in the funny. Vizinsa, ma'u lahachsik al piv kidinara murasa sokla. So we say, here's the shayla. So ultimately, again, thank you. So ultimately, again, do we go ahead and say that the father's testimony that he went ahead and was Makadish's daughter is enough to go ahead and create liability for a death penalty? So some of her tabulations with this girl, who's not her husband, would that be called the case of Nara Murasa and, and generate capital punishment? So Rav Amar in Sokhlin, Rav says, no, we do not administer skila. In other words, the father's testimony is enough to impact her status. But it is not enough, ultimately, again, to actually generate capital punishment liability for someone else. Ravasi Amar of Sokhlam. Ravasi says, no, we would even go ahead and give skilo based on the father's testimony. So Rav Amar in Sokhlam, Rav said we don't give skilo. Call him in the Rachmana, I'm sorry, li sura. So Rav says, no, when the, when the Torah believes the father, right, we're going to see the Torah vest the father with the with the credibility to say that he married off his daughter. What is that, what, what's the extent of that credibility? To say that she's married, to impact her status, to impact her status, but not to generate a capital liability for someone else. Ravasi Masokun Ravasi says, ultimately, again, it's enough to generate an obligation of skila. Lukula Ultimately, again, the Torah believes the father for all matters. In other words, it's not just status, but it believes in ultimately again to generate capital liability as well. So Amr Avasi, Avasi says, Umodina, I would agree that ultimately again there is no skila, but Omeres Niskadashti. So we'll say, so this machlokas, this machlokas ultimately again is only when it's the father claiming that he was Makadish, the daughter. But Ravasi says that Halacha Welcome back, Dr. Milner, Baruch Haba. Right? But ultimately again, Ravasi says that Halacha I would agree in a case where she says, in a case where she says, ultimately I was, I accepted Kiddushin, but again, I don't know to whom, Shein Soklin, that ultimately, again, that does not generate 
a skila liability. Now, why distinction between she says it and he says it? Look at Rashi. Three lines up from before Rashi gets wide. Pamer says Kadashi. Vizinsa achakim shin soklin o alpia v'avavishachzika asma kodim as dos bechaz kasarusa v'tayf rishazos. So we'll see why. So we'll say. So just pause here for just a second. Here's what we have. We know from our Mishnah that a father is believed to say, "I was makadish my daughter." Right. The truth is, we we haven't established exactly. Why that's so? Well, we'll talk about this actually at the end of this sugya. But Lamaisa, that's what we have established. That a father has the credibility to go ahead and do that. Now our machlokis is, right now our machlokis, by the way, it's more than that. Even, he could even say I was in Hajjah and I don't even remember to who it was. Right? That, that's, that's the extent of the father's credibility. The machlokis now is, what is the extent of that credibility? Is that enough to generate capital liability? So if this girl has relations with someone, let's say for sure who the father knows was not the guy, right? So does that create adultery? Like is that Nara Murasa, is that Skila? Or no, it can impact her status, but, can't, but cannot go ahead and generate capital liability. So that's Machlokas. Rav says, only status, no capital punishment. Ravasi says, even capital punishment. But everyone agrees that this is only, in other words, Machlokas, Ravasi is saying, Ravasi saying capital punishment only when it's the father who's claiming that it was Makadish daughter. But if the daughter claims I was Makadish myself, but I don't know to whom, everyone would agree no capital liability in that case. Okay, so let's analyze. So Ravasi, Omodina Ravasi says, I agree, but I'm sorry, so we did the fire. Ravasi, Hani Shmaisi Sadidi, Merafsan agree. I know that my statements are enough to smash through roofs. In other words, that my statements are a little bit difficult to swallow. After all, again, Hashta, Uma Bimakum Shimbalichnos Kones. In a place, in a situation, ultimately, again, where we would allow, ultimately, the man who comes along and says, I'm the husband, to marry her. We say that generates skila liability. I will say that first, the case where the father says that I was Mikhail's daughter to someone. I don't remember who. A guy comes along and says it was me. That we believe him. That we believe him. That would generate skila liability. So then we'll say in a case where we don't know, right? Where we wouldn't believe who the suitor was, i.e. when she says I was Makadish to some, myself to someone, but I don't remember her, certainly there should be skill of liability. Falohi, Ravah says it's not true. So we say, here's a distinction. Only a father is vested with the credibility to say I was Makadish my daughter to someone. The girl herself is not. And that's the using the notion girl. Because remember, we're say, who are we talking about over here? We're talking about over here. Anara. Anara, right? Remember again, a Bulgares would be a different, would be a different parsha. So the idea over here is the Torah only vests the father with the credibility to ultimately say that halacha lemaisa, I gave my daughter over in marriage. Rav Chista Amar Echad Zevi Echad Zev Soklin. Rav Chista says, so we'll say, we're still with our machlokas. See machlokas, Ravasi and Rav. When a father says, "Was Mekadish my daughter?" So we know from a status perspective, everyone agrees that ultimately, again, she has the din of a mikudashas. She is betrothed. Question is, is it just status, or can it generally, literally generate capital liability as well? Rav says, no skila. Ravasi says, yes, skila. But everyone agrees that this only applies in a, clay, in a case where it's the father himself making the statement. If it's the na'ara who's making the statement, she is not vested with that level of credibility to generate capital liability. Good. Rav Chistigmar says as follows. Rav Chistigmar Rav Chista said, um, fine. So Rav Chista, there's more to talk about, fine. Rav Chista, Amar, Echad Zevi, Echad Zevi, Soklin. Rav Chista said, no, 
No, no, no. Whether it's the father, whether it's the father impacting her status, or the girl impacting her own status, this only this only impacts status. It cannot create skila liability. Sorry, Rav goes according to his reasoning. What's Rav logic? Don't Rav Chista. Benizan. Rav Chista brings down another case. So my son Ben Teisha Shalom Yomechad Btizu Baskimul Shalom Yomechad. So let's imagine the following situation: A man has children. Now remember, we know that that halacha lemaisa the bia of a child only becomes halachically recognized as of a certain age. For a boy, for a boy, it is the age of nine years old in one day. For a girl, it's the age of three years old in one day. It's difficult for us, especially for a girl, to wrap our heads around these ages, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll just take them as, as just statements of fact for now. So as I said, the idea over here is like this. Let's say a, f- a father has children, and we don't know the age of the children. We don't know the age of the children. Hey, so what happens? The father says, the father says, my son is nine years old in one day, or my daughter is three years old in one day. So what's the The father is believed vis-a-vis carbon, carbonic liability, but not vis-a-vis makas, right, lashes, or any other type of punishment. Now, both sides. Now, what is this? What does this mean? We're talking about over here where let's say the child, let's say someone who is an erva to the boy had relations with him. Now, if the boy is below the age of nine years old in one day, then the bia of a boy less than nine years old in one day is not a recognized act of bia. In which case, there's no arayas. There's no arayas. But, let's, but if he's older than nine years old in one day, so obviously there's no liability for the boy. The boy is a child. But there will be liability for the adult participant in the erva, in the arayas relationship. So the case we're dealing with over here is, let's say we don't know how old the kid is. I don't know the, the only testimony we have about the age of the kid is the testimony of the father. So the father says, my son is nine years old in one day. The kid, the boy, just had relations with a woman who's an erva to him. So I say, so the shayla is, can we generate capital liability for the woman or not? Right? For the adult participant in the act of Arias. So Rav Chista comes along and says, at most, at most, the testimony of the father will generate carbonic liability, but does not go ahead and generate punishment liability. So whether for Malkus or for Misa or for anything else. So the Gemara says, Tanya Kavas, the Rechista, Vice Testimony of Rechista, Benizia, Ben Yugimoshana, the Yamecha, my son is 13 years old in one day, Piti Zubas, Rebation of Yom Echad, Netap of Samach Talib, Neaman, Linidarim, Ule Haramim, Ule Hekdeshos, Ule Erkin. So that father's testimony will be believed for things like a Neder, a Cherem, which is another type of Neder, Hekdish purposes, Erech vow purposes, Avalola Makos, Ule Onshin. But not ultimately, again, for Makos and for Onshin. And I will say, this is at the end of the day how we paskin. Whenever we have these kind of cases where status is being determined by the statement of an individual, one individual, even though that individual is the father who is vested with an awesome amount of authority when it comes to the relationship specifically of his daughter, halacha he is believed for status, not believed for liability. So halacha we pass in like Rav, namely again about say, so if someone were to have relations with this, with this girl who the father claimed he betrothed to someone, and let's say the father says, I know for sure that's not the guy I betrothed my daughter to, so lamaisa, that could generate that could generate um, 
that could generate, well, it would not generate capital liability. We would not administer skila based on that. And again, this is how the Rambam Paskins, Rambam goes through all of these cases just very quickly in Hilchos Ishos. So the Rambam says that halacha lemaisa, first halacha is, remember, let's just go through this quickly. Father says, I was Makadish my daughter to someone. I don't remember who I was Makadish her to. So I will say, at the end of the day, the Rambam Paskins, that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, the girl remains a surah to everyone. Right? Because we don't know who her husband is, right? Until the father says, until the father says, I know who I was Makadesh my daughter to. That's case one. Case two, someone steps forward and says, someone steps forward and says, I am the guy who you are Makadesh your daughter to. So the Rambam says, Naaman, Naaman, Iaf Lichnos. So once you remember again, so the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins ultimately again, like Rav Asi, namely that when the guy steps forward and says, I'm the one, he is believed. And he's believed even to live with her as her husband. In other words, he's believed totally to say that he is the guy. If two people show up and say, I was the one who was a Kaddisher, I was the one who was a Kaddisher, so what's the Both of them give her a get and she moves on with her life. Alternatively, alternatively, what could happen is that Allah saw one of them gives her a get and one of them marries her. Case number four, if the woman says, if the woman says, I accepted Kiddushin from someone, but I don't remember who, and someone comes along and says, it was me, in that case, remember again, we allow that man to give her a get so she could move on with her life, but we do not allow them to live together as husband and wife. The concern is what? Remember again, the concern is that maybe he's not being truthful and she's just going along with it because she's embarrassed that she doesn't remember who she accepted Kiddushin from. So we'll say, that's all the halacha from the previous sugya. And lastly, again, our last piece over here, namely Rav, even though we accept the testimony of the father, we would not administer capital punishment based on it. Beautiful. We'll say, let's go right there. Says the, says the Mishnah. Mishnah top of Samach Dalet. Kiddush Biti. I was Makadish, my daughter, meaning, we'll say, obviously, it doesn't mean I was Makadish, my daughter. I accepted Kiddushin on behalf of my daughter, right? The Girashtia Kishikitana. I accepted Kiddushin and I accepted the get of my minor daughter. All, all while she was a Kitana. Faharihi Kitana, and she's still a Kitana now while he's giving this testimony. Naaman, he is believed. Kiddashtia Vegirashtia Kishikitana. Faharihi Gidola. Conversely, if he says, listen, I accepted Kiddushin for my daughter when she was a Kitana. And I accepted her get while she was a Kitana. And now, when is the father giving this testimony? When she's an adult woman. She's a Gedola. In that case, Enon Ammon, he is not believed. So we'll say, interesting. So if he claims, I accepted Kiddush on her behalf, and I accepted her get on her behalf when she was a Kitana, and he gives this testimony while she is still a Kitana, he is believed. If he gives that very same testimony, but she is already a Gedola, an adult, he is not believed. Mishpis, listen to this. Let's say he claims my daughter was taken captive, Upedisia, and I redeemed her. Whether she is a child or whether she is an adult, ultimately again he is he is not Naaman. Now, what's the chap of that? What's the chap? So the idea over here is, remember, if he testifies that she was taken captive, so the halacha the halacha understands that we take it as a we take it as a fact that a captive is violated by their captor. So what that testimony does is renders her unfit to go ahead and marry into the kahuna. Marry into the kahuna. So the Gemara is essentially saying is the father does not have credibility to make that statement. Now obviously all of these are talking about cases 
where we have no independent corroboration of these facts through other witnesses, right? All we have is the father's statement. So three, so three different cases in the Mishnah. First case is where the father is believed. Cases number two and three, the father is not believed. So Mishnah Reishno, Mishnah Seva. Why, why is it that the father is believed in case number one? So let's remember again, case number one is the father is saying, I married off my daughter while she was a Kitana. I accepted her divorce while she is a Kitana. Ultimately, he's believed. What's, what's the pshat? So the Gemara says, here we go. Seifa, lav biyadeh. So the Gemara says, Seifa, very simple. When testifying that she's a Kitana, right? About, when he testifies that I married her off and I accepted her get while she was a Kitana and she's still a Kitana, since she's still a Kitana, the father has rights over her. So we feel comfortable believing him when he still has shlita, when he still has some level of dominion over his daughter. In the safer case of Osai, she's already a Gidola. Right? Safer means cases number two and three, uh, case number two, right? She's a Gidola already. So, right? He's claiming my daughter, who's now an adult woman, when she was a minor, so ultimately, again, I married her off and I, I married her off and I accepted her get. She's an adult woman already. He has no Shlita over her. So, apparently, that's the distinction. So, the Gemara says, Velo, so, so, the, so the idea seems to be as follows. So the idea seems to be that if he testifies when she's a Kitana, that he married her off and he accepted her get. Remember, we'll say, what's the impact of saying that he married her off and he accepted her get? She's a Grusha. As a Grusha, she can't marry a Kohen. So what he's doing is his testimony is impacting her status. So what the Gemara seems to say is, a father is believed to impact her status when she's a Kitana, but not believed to impact her status when she's a Gidola. But the Gemara says a father always has the ability to impact her status. After all, Father has the ability to marry off his daughter to a Chalal. A Chalal is the offspring of a forbidden Kohanic union. Let's say a Kohen marries a convert, or a coin marries a, a, a grusha, a divorcee. So the offspring of that union is called the chalal. So a father has the ability to go out and marry off his daughter to a chalal, in which case, again, he's impacting her status. So that actually, again, a girl is allowed to marry a chalal. And in fact, again, there's a beauty when a girl marries a chalal and that it purifies the offspring. I, but the father could always marry off his daughter to a mamzer. To a mamzer. Many fathers have feel that they've married off their daughter to a mamzer, right? But this is talking about a status mamzer, right? right? Not a behavioral one. So we'll say, Solomaisa, Solomaisa, I, the Gemara says, the Gemara says over here, mamzer. So we'll say, so the point the Gemara is making over here is what? The point the Gemara is making is that a father always has the ability to impact his daughter's status because technically speaking, he can marry off these girls. He can marry off these girls ultimately again to people who impact their status. So for example, a father can marry off his daughter to a mamzer. And I will say again, that literally impacts her status and the status of the offspring. Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva holds, I will say, remember again, this is the dramatic sheet of Rabbi Akiva that I think we probably were first introduced to in Yavamos. I think it was the first time. So Rabbi Akiva has this wildly stringent position that Kiddushin doesn't take effect in any prohibited scenario. See, even if you have a relationship all, quote unquote, only punishable by a love, by a prohibition, Kiddushin doesn't take effect. So therefore, our Mishnah reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva, and therefore, Allah Chalamaisa, 
Allah Khalamaisa, Kiddushin doesn't take effect with with Chayvei Lavin. Tushin was, I, but a father has the ability to go ahead and marry off his daughter. Let's say she's an Amon Rabbah, says she was a Katana, right as a Katana, her husband died. Father can marry off to a Kohen Gadol, which again would impact her status. Rabbi Kiv would go ahead and literally say that any forbidden Yerubah, this, this is dramatic, we don't pass in this way, obviously, because Kalali Yisrael would be a mess if we pass in this way. But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa Rabbi Akiva holds that Halacha Lamaisa, every union produces, every union produces Mamzerim, except for Amana to a Kohen Gadol, Shari Amra Torah, Lo Yikach, Volo Yichalel. Pasik says, ultimately, again, he cannot take her in marriage and cannot profane. Chilulim Osa, Ven Osa Mamzerim. Ultimately, again, marriage of an Amana to a Kohen Gadol creates Chalalos. Right, is it cre- creates a hollow but doesn't create, but doesn't create mamzer. Rabbi Shavev, Damar Bo Ritzavech Kal Akiva Ben Yosef Shayos Shahaya Omer Koshin Bia Bi Yisrael Havlad Mamzer. So how do you call Rabbi Shavev? Ilatamid Rafshe Shapir. So we'll say makes this quote Rabbi Shavev. Rabbi Shavev is espousing his own ideology. But at the end of the day, if he's just coming to a school position, Rabbi Simai, first wide line of Bozai, a father could always go ahead and still marry off his daughter to people who are prohibited not through a prohibition, but through an assay. So I'll say, the point the Gemara is making over here is, you want a taina, you want a taina that a father is not permitted to say, right? When his daughter is a gadon, his daughter is an adult, he's not believed to say, I married off my daughter, and I accepted her get. Why isn't he believed to say that? Because it impacts her status. But a father is always believed to impact his daughter's status. Because he could technically marry her off to someone who impacts her status. So a father has that credibility. So the Gemara says, I'm Ravashi, V'tizbara. Reisha Mishum Debiyadahu. So we'll say, is that the reason? Is that, so in other words, let, let's take a step back. We'll say, let's go back to case number one. What's case number one? Father says, I married off my daughter when she was a Kitana, and I accepted her get when she's a Kitana, and she's still a Kitana. She's still a Kitana. So what did the Mishnah say? What did the Mishnah say? Father is believed. Father is believed. So now this girl has the status of a Grusha, and father is believed to make that statement. So the Gemara Ravashi comes along and says, one second, is the reason because it's Biyadah, and I was trying, what's the reason he's believed? We wanted to say the reason he's believed is because... Since he could technically still marry her off to whoever he wants, therefore he is believed to impact her status. So the Gemara says, Is that the reason he's believed? So the Gemara says, Nahid will say, Even if you want a taina, that the father has the right to marry her off, does the father control the process of her getting divorced? That's not up to him, that's up to her husband. Furthermore, again, I feel He'll say, furthermore, again, the father doesn't really have control over her kiddushin as well. He'll say, who has control over the kiddushin? The husband. In other words, the father can't go over to a guy and say, listen, you need to marry my daughter. So I'll say, in the, tr- the truth is, the truth is, the father doesn't really have control over either of these processes. You wanted to say the whole reason why the father is believed in case number one was because he controls the process. But in reality, he doesn't control the process. He doesn't control the process. Elam Ravashi, Ravashi says, Reisha Rahmana Hemenekrafuna. So let's see, here we go. Comes along Ravashi, and Ravashi says, in reality, when it comes to the first case, 
the reason why the father has credibility was because of Rav Huna. Dam Rav Huna, Amar Rav, Minayin la'av shene'eman, shene'eman la'esar zbito minatorah. But say, from where do we know that a father has the right? Well, says, this actually reflects back on a previous sogi as well, because it's the same dynamic, right? In all of these cases, the father is believed to impact his daughter's status. Where do we know that from? Where do we know that a father is believed to impact his daughter's status? Shene'emar, but say, here it is, here it is, underline this. Shene'emar, as biti nasati la'ishazeh. Torah says that a father is believed to say, I've given my daughter over in marriage to this man. So that's actually fascinating. Well, so listen to this. Le'ish asra. Now we'll say, it's fascinating. The way to darshan this pasuk is like this. Esbiti nasati le'ish. Esbiti, and I will say, now this, by the way, just to give you the context, the context here is actually talking about the case of a father who marries off his daughter, and then the husband fraudulently claims that the girl, the wife, wasn't a besula. Wasn't they so? So that's the context. But again, context isn't really relevant for us right now. What's relevant for us is the pasuk. So the father comes along and says, I've given my daughter over to this man. So the Gemara says, listen to how the Gemara Darshan said. The Gemara says, asra. We're kind of going to split out the pasuk. When a man says, when a man says, I've given my daughter over to marriage in a man, right? Now, now what does that do? Asra. That asras her. To everyone, to everyone, Hazeh Hitira Binisuin. So ultimately, again, Hazeh permits her ultimately again to be married to this man and prohibits her to everyone else. Hemini Rahmanalaav, I'm sorry, Binisuin, Hemini Rahmanalaav, Bishwila Hemini. So I thought, this is it, this is it. And this is the Pasuk. So as Biti Nasati La Ishazeh, I've given my daughter in marriage to this man. That is the Pasuk which vests the father with the credibility to go ahead and tell us his daughter's status. So this is the key to understanding the previous sugi as well. So when the father comes along and says, I always makadish my daughter to, a, to someone, but I don't remember who, her status is impacted. And in this case as well, when the father comes along and says, I married off my daughter and I accepted her get. Because remember again, Kiddushin and Kiddushin are getting are two sides of the same coin. So he is vested with that credibility. But I will say, however, the credibility of a father only extends over marriage. What doesn't it extend to? Captivity. So if a father says, my daughter was taken captive and she was redeemed, like, do you have independent corroboration of that fact? If you have Eidos, fine. Then of course, Eidos is Eidos. But if it's just your word, as strong as the word of a father is when it comes to marital issues, it bears no weight when it comes to captivity. So we'll say, so that's the halacha. So therefore, again, remember, but the father's word is also only going to work when? When he has the right to give his daughter over in marriage. When he no longer has the right to give over in marriage, therefore his word is meaningless. So therefore, I will say, so that's now the whole mission that makes sense. So in case number one, what's happening in case number one? Case number one is the father says, I gave my daughter over in marriage and I accepted her again on her behalf. When is he making the statement? When is he making the statement? When she's a katana. Okay, so you have power over her marriage. She's a katana. Therefore, you have credibility. Case number two, I gave my daughter over marriage and I accepted her get. And when is he saying this? When is he saying this? When she's an adult. She's an adult. Adult. You have no control over, right? You have, you have no credibility, not control. You have no credibility over her marriage, marital issues when she is an adult. Therefore, your word is meaningless. Case number three, my daughter was taken captive and redeemed. So we'll say, so that, 
you have no credibility at all, right? The, the Torah didn't invest you with credibility when it comes to captivity, only when it comes to marriage, and therefore the father's word is not believed. Incredible. Mishnah. Misha Amar, listen to this. Misha Amar Bishas Misaso, it's actually a very interesting case. Misha Amar Bishas Misaso, Yeshli Banim. This is an interesting one, right? So Ruben's on his deathbed, right? Ruben wants to leave Olam Haza with a clean conscience, with a clean conscience. So apparently he tells his wife, he tells his wife, by the way, I have kids. Of course, the follow-up question to that is, with who, right? 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 But Lamaisa, no, actually, really what some of over here is, is he's saying over here that halacha Lamaisa, remember again, he's saying over here, he and his wife, right? So Ruben is married to Rachel. Right? So remember again, I will say, Yibum, Yibum is generated, or the obligation of Yibum is generated when the man dies without children. If a man has children, even if it's from what? A different marriage. Halacha Lamaisa, there's no din of Yibum. Right? So let's say again, what happens over here? So Misha So a man says to his wife, a man says to his wife, at the time of his death, or a man makes a declaration, at the time of his death, I have sons. And therefore, by making that statement, his wife is no longer obligated in Yibum upon his death. Look at Rashi. That's the point over here. So he's said, we never knew he had kids before. We never knew he had kids before. Now there's a deathbed revelation that he has kids. Ultimately, again, he is believed and his wife is freed from Yibam obligation. Yeshli Achim, now watch this. Let's see Rabbi say on his deathbed, he, he discloses, I have brothers. Now, we never knew he had brothers before, right? As far as we knew, he was an only, an only son. An only son. Now on his deathbed, he makes a declaration that he has brothers, Eino Ne'aman. To that, he is not believed. So I will say, interestingly enough, it makes it sound like he is believed to free his wife from Yibum. He is not believed to obligate his wife in Yibum. So Yimar says, Amma, Ne'aman lahatavei, Ne'aman lasar. So you see from here that her husband is believed to go ahead and permit his wife, i.e. free her, from the obligation of Yibam, but not obligator. Our Mishnah must not reflect the view of Rabbi Nosson. Why? If at the time they got married, Amr Yeshli Banim. Right? Time to get married. So Ruben's marrying Rachel. And Ruben says to Rachel, Again, I, just, I believe in honesty. I just want you to know I have children. I have ch- I'm entering into this marriage and I have children already. Okay. And Bishas Misa, Amr in Banim. And then when he dies, he's on his deathbed, he says, You know what? I lied. I didn't have kids. I didn't have kids, right? Or, again, Bishas Kedushin, Amr Lo'ein Lo'achim. At the time of the marriage, Reuben said to Rachel, I don't have any brothers. Bishas Misa, Amr Lo'ishli Achim. Then at the time of his death, he said, I do have brothers. So what's Halacha? Ne'aman Lahatrevei, Ne'aman Lahasra, Divrei Rebbe. So we'll say, Rebbe, Rebbe holds Halacha Lamais in general. When a husband's giving new information, he is believed to free his wife from Yibum. He is not believed to disclose new information which obligates her in Yibum. Rabbi Nasser, Rabbi Nasser says, no, not true. Af Ne'aman Lahasar. Rabbi Nassim essentially says that Allah said he is believed in all cases with, with to reveal new information, even if what? Even if Allah said it results in now her being obligated in Yibum. Amar Rabba. So Rabbi says, the is just suggesting our Mishnah clearly doesn't reflect the view of Rabbi Nassim. Because Rabbi Nassim apparently holds that Allah said husband is believed to go ahead and reveal new information, even if it obligates the wife in Yibum. So the Mishnah says, Amar Rabba. Rabba says like this, Shani Hasam. Kevin de Bishas Misa Kahadabei, Ema Kushtakama. Rabbi says, no, 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 it's different. Deathbed revelations are different. Why? Because Rabbi said, we assume that people don't lie on their deathbed. Rabbi said, it's interesting. Which kind of, if you, if you extend that, what else do we assume? That people do lie. <laughs> and at other times, other words, Rabbi said, 
people say things for all kinds of reasons throughout life. But at death, when a person is facing death, we, we, it just doesn't seem to be that a person has to live with any kind of illusions. So therefore, again, they're going to be telling the truth. Amri Abai, Abai says, V'lav kol dechenu, Rabbi says, all the more so. Hashta, umah hasum, the kamar leli dibori, amrit kushta kamar. So Abai says, I don't understand. I will say, what's there in the case of the Bryce and the case of the Mishnah? And now I will say, in the Bryce case, the guy's lying. Right? The guy said one thing, and then he says, I'm saying something else. And yet, we're believing him. Masnisin the low kamar leli dibori, the koshke, and most in the case of the Mishnah, remember again, what's in the case of the Mishnah, did, is Ruben lying? Is Ruben lying? No, rather again, I'm saying the case of the Mishnah. The case of the Mishnah, we under, this whole time we never thought Reuven had kids, and now ultimately again, remember again, he's saying I have kids. So if in the case of the Brisa, where he's literally lying, we say you know what a deathbed declaration should be taken seriously. Then why in the case of the Mishnah where he's not even lying, we just kind of made assumptions his entire lifetime, and now in his deathbed he's changing those assumptions. Shouldn't we believe him? The Mishnah's case of say is where we had no chazaka that he had brothers and no chazaka that he had kids. So we'll say, therefore, again, since he had a chazaka that he didn't have sons, he didn't have brothers, if he says, I have sons, he's believed. But if he says, I have brothers, he's not believed. Why? So we'll say, this is interesting. In other words, if you want to change Chazaka, if you want to change Chazaka, you are believed to change Chazaka. As long as what? As long as what? That change in Chazaka only impacts you. The moment that that change in Chazaka impacts someone else, why should we believe you? In other words, we'll say, it's just remember, what is Chazaka? We've learned this many times before. What is Chazaka? Chazaka creates, creates a presumption, creates a legal reality. If you want to change Chazaka, there's a mechanism to change Chazaka. Now, if you want to change a Chazaka that only impacts you, so Ruben's on his deathbed, he says, I have to tell you, I have children. We say, okay, Mazel Tov, you know what, I don't know, like, well, fine, good, good for you. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, right, but Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, you want to say that you have brothers, right? so you have brothers, so now again, halacha Lamaisa, now your statement is triggering something that could dramatically impact someone else, so that chazak, we're not going to allow you to sin the change. I'll say, it's a tremendously sold in life in general about, well, we'll get to these afterwards. Brisa, what's the case of Brisa? I'm a base, I'm a base. Brisa, the muchzak lan ba'achi, for the muchzak lan bani. The Bryce's case of Osei is where we had a presumption that he had brothers, but we didn't have a presumption that he had sons. So Osei, so now remember again, again, in the case where there was a Chazaka, that he had brothers, but not sons, so therefore Osei, what does that do? That already makes her subject to Yibam. So in other words, the Chazaka case was that, so in other words, in, in, in the Mishnah's case, the Chazaka case, is that ultimately, again, she wasn't eligible for Yibam, right? So Lemaisa, Lemaisa, so you want to change around Chazakas, that's fine as long as you don't make her eligible for Yibom. In the Brisa case, the Chazaka was he had brothers and he didn't have sons, which means the Chazaka was she was eligible for Yibom. Daminon ma li l'shaker. Because I will say in that case over here, therefore when he comes along and he says, right, he says that ultimately again on his deathbed that I have sons, so we say ma li l'shaker. I will say ma li l'shaker is actually a halachic concept that says, why should he lie? Now I will say, Mali Lashakir means when a person makes a statement that he didn't need to make. So that kind of proves the veracity of the statement. Because what, I will say in general, 
Why do people lie? Why do people lie? When, right, when they want something, when they need something, like there's a constant halacha of of them lo People sin when they benefit from it. They don't sin when there's no benefit. So same thing, people lie when there's a benefit from it. If there's no benefit from lying, then why do they need to do it? So the Gemara says, shaker. So the says, my comrade. So, we'll say, so when a guy's on his deathbed, so remember, in the case of the Brisa, there's Chazaka that he has brothers, Chazaka that he doesn't have sons. Doesn't have sons. So his wife is eligible for Yibam. Now on the deathbed he says, I have sons. I have sons. So what's the halacha? We believe him. We believe him. Why do we believe him? Why should he lie? And what's they going to say, no, no, no. What do you mean, why should he lie? Do you know why he's introducing sons to the equations? Why is he introducing sons? He doesn't want his wife to be eligible for Yibam. So he says, my car, lift him in Yibam. Masiyama patron le begita. So I say, there's an, if he wants to exempt his wife from Yibum, there's a much better way to do that than inventing a whole new family, right? Right? Which is what? Which is what? Give her a get. Remember, you say you could give a woman, a husband could give a woman a get that is triggered retroactively a moment before his death. That is the easiest mechanism to circumvent Yibum. You do not have to invent the family. So when a guy is going to go ahead and say, I have kids on my deathbed, so I say, so we believe him. Because again, if it was just about exempting her from Yibum, there's a much easier mechanism. Rabbi Savar, Mali the Shaker, Ki Edim Dami. So Rabbi holds the Allah of the constant Mali the Shaker. Why should a person lie? That is as powerful as Edos itself. Va'asu Edim Akri Chazaka. Therefore, the Edom come along, so to speak, and uproot the Chazaka. Rabbi Nassim, so Rabbi Nassim holds, Mali the Shaker ki Chazaka dami. Rabbi Nassim holds, whenever we say Mali the Shaker, that's like a Chazaka. Lo asi Chazaka, va'akra Chazaka legamre. So we'll say, ultimately, again, one Chazaka doesn't really have the ability to go ahead and uproot another Chazaka. So we'll say, so that just happens to be in general. So here's what's fascinating about this. So everyone is subscribing to the concept of Mali the Shaker. Right, that a ma, a ma, so in other words, when a person says something, and we say to ourselves, like, okay, I never knew that before, but why would he lie? In other words, there's no benefit in him lying. See, interestingly enough, that adds a level of veracity to his statement. The shayla is, how much? This is fascinating, how much? So one opinion says, Mali the Shaker is like Eidos. Suddenly it's like testimony. That that statement is as powerful as testimony. Other opinion says, no, no, no. Mali the Shakir is not as powerful as Eidus, what it's as powerful of at, what it, it is as powerful as Chazaka. Chazaka. So I say, so what do we do with this case? So I'll just point out over here, ultimately, again, the way the Raman Paskins is Haomer, this is in Hilchos Hibum Vechalitza, actually. Parakimo Halacha Aleph. Haomer Zebini, Oshamer Yeshli Banim, Harezin Neemanu Poltres, Ishtom and Chalitza on Ibum. So I say, so the Halacha is, if a man claims, now the Mishnah framed it as on his deathbed, because obviously that, that's when Yibam is triggered. If a man says on his deathbed, or at that matter for any other time in life, I have a son, or I have children, he is believed to exempt his wife from Yibam. He is believed. Similarly, if he says, Amar ze'achi, o Amar yeishli achin, eno ne'eman le'esores ishto la'anicha z'kukul yavam, sherezam z'kalasos. Well, it's halach l'maysa, the Rabbi Paskins is, a man is believed to say, I have children, exempting his wife from Yibam, a man is not believed to say, I have brothers, thereby obligating his wife in Yibam. So obviously these kids are talking about, we had no idea that Reuven has kids. Reuven comes along on his deathbed or some other time and says, I have kids. I have kids. So he's believed to exempt his wife from Yibam. 
as far as we know, Ruvain had no brothers. He comes along and says, I have a brother. We do not believe him to obligate his wife on the Incredible. Well, so obviously, I'm giving you the shorthand halacha, but that's the takeaway. Mishnah, Hamakadish is bitostam. We actually had this case before. We've learned this case. So watch this. Ruvain. Ruvain has, we're going to see, the case actually is going to be, is, is Ruvain, Ruvain has a number of daughters. He goes, right, he is Mekadesh's daughter, right? Only one little issue, which is, he did not indicate which one, right? So Mekadesh is Bito Stam, Eina Bogros Bichlau. So we'll say, so first of all, assuming over here that Ruvain has adult daughters and minor daughters, I don't mean like minor daughters, like secondary daughters, but you know, like, like uh, minors of age, right? So adult daughters and minor daughters. He was Mekadish, a daughter. He did not indicate which one. So what's the So first of all, the Bogros, the adult daughters are out, right? Because again, remember, Ruven as the father doesn't have the right to be Mekadish's Bogaris daughter. So, Mish, so that's, that's case number one. So the Bogros are out. Next case. Let's say Ruven is married to two women, Rachel and Leah. He has daughters from each of those women. Let's, let's, let's just call it two daughters from Rachel, two daughters from Leah. So what happens? Ruvain goes out. He accepts Kiddushin. Now, he doesn't remember for who, but all he remembers is, is he did it for his oldest daughter. My oldest daughter. Now, what's the Shaila? Only thing is, I don't remember. In Gidolos Shibigdolos, is it the oldest of the four girls? Is it the oldest of four girls? Oh, Gidolos Shibigdolos. I will say maybe, maybe ultimately, again, the oldest of the younger set of daughters, or maybe it's daughter number two of my first set of daughters, who is older than the second daughter. So I will say just to frame the case properly, Reuben is married to two women, Rachel and Leah. He first has two daughters from Rachel and then two daughters from Leah. He comes along and he says, I accepted Kiddushin for my oldest daughter. So now the Gemara says, we don't know what oldest mean. Does oldest mean oldest of the four girls? Does oldest mean oldest of the second two, of Leah's two kids? Right? Does oldest mean the youngest of the first two, who is still older than the younger two? So the Gemara says, Okitanos, so I was saying, okay, kulen asuros. So I say, so the truth is, all four are going to be prohibited. All four chutz minakkanas shulkanas remeir. So I say, the exception is the one girl who is fine is who the youngest of the youngest, literally the biologically youngest daughter, daughter number four, daughter number four. Because I was say, what's the suffix? The suffix over here is all of them technically. The, th- the first three of the four daughters could all be called technically a gidola. Right? Daughter number one is the oldest. Daughter number two is older than the younger two. Right? Daughter number three is older than her younger sister. So all of them could be called Gidola. The only one who can't be called Gidola ultimately is the youngest. So therefore, again, all the first oldest three are Asuros. The youngest one is not. So the Gemara says, the youngest one is fine. So same case. Reuven says, I was Mekadesh, my youngest daughter. So, okay, now we don't know. Who's the youngest? Right? Is it the youngest daughter, daughter number four? Or perhaps it's daughter number two of the first set who's younger than her older sister. So, Mary says, all the daughters are Asura, or the three youngest 
are all Asrami Safek, except for the oldest one, right? Because the oldest can't be called the youngest under any circumstances. It's incredible. Dear Amir, Yossi, Omer Yossi says, no, Kulan Mutaros, Chutz Minat Kanesh Well, so Yossi says, all of them are Mutar, except ultimately, again, the except the youngest one, door number four. So we'll say, what you still hear in the Mishnah, the fundamental Lucian Rameir and Rabbi Yossi, do people make ambiguous statements? That's the Machlokas. Rabbi Meir says, absolutely people make ambiguous statements, and therefore, Rabbi Meir, in both of these cases, three out of the four daughters are going to be Aser. Only the one who is clearly excluded will not be Aser. According to Rabbi Yossi, people don't make ambiguous statements, and therefore, again, in case number one, only the oldest daughter is Aser. In case number two, only the youngest daughter is Aser. So the Gemara says, Hakitanos Bichlal. So we'll say, interestingly enough, going back to the first case of the Mishnah, Right, a father is Mikadish's daughter, but ultimately, again, so what happens? But he doesn't remember who. The Bogros are not included, but the Kitanos are. So I will say what that sounds like all of the Kitanos are going to be Asuros. I, the Gimar says, Shamas Mina, Kidushin Shein Misurun Nabiya, Havu Kidushin. Now, I will say, now here's the problem. The problem is that Halokha Lamaisa, remember again, I will say this goes back to a previous subject that we had, of Kidushin Shein Misurun Nabiya. That what's the status of a kiddushin that cannot result in bia? So, for example, in this case over here, so here where a man is mekadesh's daughter, he doesn't know which one, right? Therefore, again, I will say all of them should be asura to the husband because he can't have bia with any of them because all of one of them may be what the sister of his wife. But yet we're seeing they're all safek kiddushin. So you see from here that ultimately, again, even kiddushin shein misurim will be as havi kiddushin. Hachamayaski, no, we have to stop with this. But in the case only there's two daughters, one Gidola, one Kitano. So the Gemara says, Vaha, Bogros Katani, I, but it says Bogros in the plural, which makes it sound like there's also multiple Kitanos. Bogros Daoma, ultimately, you know, it's not Bogros in general. So in reality, there's only two daughters over here, one Kitano, one Bogeres. The Mishnah teaching me that the Kiddushin doesn't apply to the Bogeres, applies to the Kitano. We'll see a bit for today. Sorry for the speed. We'll pick up an answer with the Sumer Bosai. Shkoyach.